at that point, what are you going to do if you're Florida? It's like you have two five stars there who are your quarterbacks, and here's the guy that was the former walk on, frankly, making you look silly. And the best part about it to me is like you can't even blame Todd Grantham for this, which means they keep him around longer. And, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm here for that. I really am here for that. <laughs> the dogs went down to Jacksonville, messed around for the first quarter, and then imposed their will over the Gators in a three-minute flurry of defensive dominance before the end of the first half. For all intents and purposes, the game was over at halftime. After the second half, We'll call it a 34-7 final score, and thanks to a surprising win by Mississippi State over Kentucky later in the day, make that another SEC East championship for your number one ranked Georgia Bulldogs. Hey there, my name is Scott Duvall, and you're listening to episode 288 of the Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast. Tony and Will share their quick thoughts on what led to the dominating performance by the Dogs on this post-game show. But before we begin, I'd like to thank our podcast sponsor, SB2 Hospitality, the owners of El Barrio, The Pine Bar, and The Root, all located in beautiful Five Points in Athens, Georgia. With the calendar turning to a new month, yes, it's November 1st already, don't forget about The Pine's first Friday lunch coming this Friday from 11.30 a.m. to 2 p.m. So think about it. For all of you out-of-towners rolling into Athens early for Georgia versus Missouri this coming weekend, you have two awesome options for lunch that day. The aforementioned Pine Bar, where you can indulge on the Pine Burger Featuring pimento cheese. Hmm. It's a good option right there. And delicious bacon marmalade. I've had both of those toppings on the burger, and it's a great mixture. It's not something you'd put on at your home, but when you go to the Pine Bar and they put that on there for you, it's really good. Trust me. Um, But you could also head next door to El Barrio and grab a margarita and a couple tacos. Easy choices for quality food. Topped off with a very fun atmosphere and five points. And without any further delay, here's Will and Tony. Hope you enjoyed this quick world's largest outdoor cocktail party recap show. I am Will Leach. Welcome to Wait Since Last Saturday. Post game from Florida. We have a sneezing wife in the background. I'm here with Tony Waller, who uh, is just coming back, who just returned from his flight to Jacksonville, where the Georgia Bulldogs uh, had a very scary first quarter, <laughs> but then totally dominated. And we're totally fine. One thirty-four to seven. Uh, lots of things to kind of unpack from this one. But first off, let's just soak in the fact that Georgia has won the SEC East. I feel like uh, it was not very long ago where that felt like a huge, huge deal in a, a place you were trying to get back to. The fact that it's now normal should not make us uh, appreciate it any less. Uh, they have clinched that now. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, I, I thought that had that fall. We walked out of the stadium last night. It was like, yeah, I, w- I wonder how Kentucky's doing because I knew that uh, that would at least put Georgia in a situation to be really close. And then I saw Kentucky lost and, oh, hey, cool. We're <laughs> going to play in, in the SEC championship game. And it was so anticlimactic that it wasn't even something I'd considered uh, past the, the random thought of uh, Georgia basically, had, you know, just needed to win one more game, really, uh, to make sure that was going to happen. Um, but you know, we we talked about this game that that can that the Florida had the opportunity to be a little bit of a flying ointment here, uh, and that looked to be the case early. I mean, you know, we came out, drove down, missed the field goal, a couple of punts, um, and then suddenly Georgia was like, "Oh yeah, we're those guys." 
<laughs> yeah, it did feel like the beginning, it was kind of Florida's ideal, right? <laughs> like that was kind oh, yeah. of what they wanted. That's kind of what they wanted to happen. Uh, uh, Stetson looked a little wobbly on passes. They seemed to be kind of stuffing the run a little bit. And uh, Florida's offense wasn't really moving much, but they were, you know, that that's the game plan, right? The game plan for them is to kind of play like they did the first quarter. The problem with that game plan is if you make a mistake and uh, they made three really fast, <laughs> and yeah. that was, that was the problem. And I think that's on one hand, you know, if you're Florida, I, I think there was a quote after the game from Mullen, uh, Mullen said something like, uh, you take this player, this play away or this play away. But yeah, I mean, that's the whole Georgia defense thing is you don't get to take those play away. It went from, all right, Florida's clearly up for this game and Stetson maybe looks a little wobbly to, oh, this game is over in the span of like five minutes. Yeah, I found it to be a very interesting um I guess strategy to throw the deep interception, throw an arm punt so you can strip the ball and I have a 11 yard field instead <laughs> yeah. of a 60 yard field. Or if I was, it's funny, I had in my head that that was a much longer pass play, uh, but I'd forgotten that we just completed a, a play, a beautiful pass over the mm-hmm. middle to Washington, the play before for 30 something yards. It was more like a 35 yard interception instead. Uh, and then I'd also forgotten that. Um, had forgotten. I had in my head that the interception. I'm sorry. The touchdown pass started immediately after the the next after the first interception um, to Jackson. I guess who it was uh, that it was a, a longer. I had in my head it was uh, uh, shorter than it was because uh, come kind of where I was sitting. It uh, it looked like it was uh, it was hard to tell whether it was a catch. Of course, on the replay we all knew it was, but um, it it was just really impressive. You know, you hear people talk about the middle eight, the four minutes before the half, the four minutes after the half, and just how important that can be. I mean, that game went from a three to zero game, and I wouldn't say I, – just if the eyeball test says that Georgia was winning that game, I, you know, even though there's only three nothing, um, to 24 to nothing and basically coming out in the second half in the game plan that had gotten you wherever. If you're Florida, the game plan that had gotten you – okay, this is what we wanted. We wanted to have a puncher's chance to, we got to scratch that and go back to the drawing board because we're clearly not going to be able to, to, you know, roll around the dirt and hope we end up, you know, the last ones standing when you're down 24, nothing. Yeah. And, and, you know, there are, there are questions that we can maybe discuss about. Uh, I think we'll want to get into uh, when we do the, when we preview the noon side uh, Missouri game. Uh, but I will say that, uh, um, you know, I, I do feel that like, I would like to get the shutout. Yes. But at a certain level, I mean, this felt like a team playing, playing with their food <laughs> a little bit. It felt like it was, they seemed to be, listen, I know it seems weird because you know, it wasn't that it was only a year ago, but this seemed lost to that. Like Georgia lost to Florida a year ago. <laughs> like it's yeah. very strange to look at. I know that obviously Trask isn't there and, um, and Kyle Pitts isn't there. And, you know, there are, it's a different Florida team and it's a different Georgia team, but that's pretty, like, it's hard, like watching that game, you're like, wow, these teams aren't even close to one another. How, how could one year uh, change so much? And I think that speaks to them being a peak Georgia, kind of having whatever issues they had fell out in the middle in the middle of last year. But to me, you know, I, I'm, I really want to talk about this on the podcast on the post on the pregame this week about, Kirby Smart's discussion after the game about how let's not kid ourselves. Like I'm not some genius coach. Uh, I, I recruit, uh, it's all about recruiting. And if you get the best players, 
uh, you win. Uh, I have the best players out there. And so I won. And I thought that was a really kind of interesting thing and speaks to why he's here and what they're trying to do. And I would say that this, you know, this cocktail party game, right. They've been doing it forever. It's a grand tradition. There's all this history for it. There's all this stuff going on and they were playing Vanderbilt yesterday. <laughs> like, that, like, yeah. I, like, I, and I think that that's, that is, was kind of my takeaway from it. It felt weird to have it be such a big deal of a game. It is a big deal of a game. It's Florida. I get it. It's this big tradition, but um, it really felt like they were like, they, it was just another team that they were rolling over. And I think that's partly Florida, but it's starting to feel like it's mostly Georgia. Well, I mean, I think it is some getting back to what we talked about a minute ago. You know, when you looked at the first quarter, uh, it was like 60, Florida had outgained 66 to 61 had run the, had a few, run a few more plays um, or a few fewer plays or averaging more yards per play. Um, had actually probably been a touch more effective, even though it was, it was, um, you know, Georgia had punted twice, for example. Um, but after, I mean, I, I think, I think we both know that even if it had been 10 to nothing that the ballgame was over there, uh, because what Florida wanted to do was basically scrap around in the mud and hope to have a shot to win the ball game at the end or take, you know, take a shot somewhere along the way or, or trust Georgia to mess up. And I think what we really, honestly, what's Kirby going to say? He's not going to come out and talk about it. he outcoached Mullen. And mm-hmm. um, he would much rather. He, I think I think he gets that he would rather deflect any because let's let's be clear. Um, I, I I agree with you. I think Stetson had a perfectly serviceable day, but the play calling that Monkin came up with, especially on a couple of those wobbly throws that that Stetson had in the first half i'm sorry the first quarter um it was very clear that monkey was like all right we're going to keep stetson out of trouble we're going to let him we're going to really ask him just to make a a throw here or throw there um but dude then he turns around and just makes a beautiful dime throw on the outside shoulder deep pass in the end zone that only his guy can catch and at at that point what are you going to do if you're florida it's like you have two five stars there who are your quarterbacks. And here's the guy that was the former walk-on making, frankly, making you look silly. And the best part about it to me is like, you can't even blame Todd Grantham for this, which means they keep him around longer. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm here for that. I really am here for that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, and I, do you want to, I mean, were you surprised not to see Daniels in there? I, I know that they'd said before and that Daniels going to get some time, but I was expecting like, I have to say there was a part of me that thought after that first interception, I was like, wait, is he going in now? I think it was probably wise that he didn't because that turns this into something that it didn't need to be turned into, but I was expecting to see him. Yeah. I think it's interesting. I, I, I thought we'd see him some in the fourth quarter, but I, I, I think part of that was um, at, at that point, what I put him in there to hand the ball off, um, you know, and, yeah, heck, Carson could hand the ball off to Zemir on that long run. And um, I, I, I think, I think the post-game comments about um, Daniels and why, why Stetson started over Daniels uh, tells me a lot about where, uh, where, who we'll see against Missouri, honestly, um, because I think it was, I, I, I think it is, I think it's good. If he wants to make the change to have a 10 for 19 game where you had two interceptions, um, both were, Fairly Stetsonish passes, right? Mm, hey, yeah, I'm gonna throw yeah. something up there. Let's see what yeah, happens. Yeah, which is exactly uh, kinda, what you can. Which is exactly what people were like. It's never been arm strength that's no, worried about no, Stetson no, no. or height. It's, it's been stuff like that. Yeah, it's always been. Hey, I'm gonna throw the ball out there. Let's see what yeah. happens. Um, so you know, I, I, I don't. It, it's not something that any of us bumped on in the stadium. We didn't. 
it never came up at the tailgate other than, hey, that's a starting. Um, it, I I think I fall in the same place I fall, I've fallen all season is that if Kirby Smart came out next week and said, uh, hey, Carson Beck is our starting quarterback next week, I trust him, right? I'm just, I just would because um, the, the, the levers that are being pulled are all the right ones. Everything else is working, right? Everything yep. Else is- so. And as long as, as long as you have Todd Munkin back there, who's calling plays to to lean into the strengths of his, his offense, not just his quarterback, his entire offense, um, you feel okay about your chances. I I, I have to say, every, this is the sort of game where like there's everyone has their fun their favorite kind of fun play. I know a lot of people like the strip. I really love the Nicobe Dean interception. That felt, yeah. like I love linebacker pick sixes. Like I just I'm a big fan. Like I think that. Uh, We've seen this a couple of his last few years, and I, I loved that one. I particularly loved that, one, particularly because it felt like it was the end of the half. I'm not sure what Florida was doing anyway there, pushing that at that point. So to have that uh, go the other way, that felt, you know, this season's obviously had some pretty great moments. They've been kind of dominating teams. They haven't had a lot of like, you know, um, like like the win over Auburn in the SC Championship game, where 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 you know Kirby's chasing the running back down the field, like like <laughs> chasing yeah. Swift down the field. Like there haven't been a lot of those. That feels close to the, to a a uh, your hat goes popping off uh, uh, moment that we've had this year. That that was my favorite play. Yeah, it was. Uh, I, I I agree with you, I, especially. Um, I don't know if you, obviously you've seen replays of that, but the way he read that pass, that was a perfect step in front of, I mean, he got what they wanted there, right? They got a receiver on a linebacker Um, and he just, just steps around him and takes the ball and and the receiver was so flamoxing. I mean, (laughs) Dean had five steps on him before he realized what had happened. I mean, it was just, it was really a beautiful, a beautiful, uh, a a beautiful play. And I, I will say that, um, Probably, probably my favorite play was. Uh, it's not going to be surprising. Defensive play uh, was there was a, a sack sometime in the third quarter. I remember when it was, and which is like a one year loss. And it was uh, Richardson, and this before it got hurt. Richardson got up and he was just like he just like pounded the ground. He was just like so frustrated um, because you know I, playing this defense has got to be just like okay, just please, let's not just can we just just hike the ball and hand it off. Can we just, can we run the clock? I mean, <laughs> you know, that feeling the kids have, you know, when they're, you know, yeah, you, you know, you, you coach a little league baseball, right. Uh, and you can sit, look on your, your players faces when it's, uh, when it's 12 to one and you're just like, you want the run rule to take effect so you can be done uh, because it's, it sucks losing this way. And I love the Florida. Um, I love that Georgia made Florida feel that way because there is no view in my in, in my time of going to Jacksonville. There's no better view than staring across that stadium and the empty stands in the fourth quarter. It's just yeah. gorgeous. <laughs> All right. Well, we uh, I'm going to cut a little short because it's Halloween and we have our kids uh, to go out and do Halloween stuff. And we're and we'll be taping either Monday uh, if if the Bra- I was at I was at the Braves. Uh, I will not be at tonight's Braves game five potential clincher. I was at games three and four. Woo! Very loud. By the way, I will say, uh, someone that, that uh, picked the Braves to win, the, win this series but wasn't sure um, and, and still thought the Astros were going to get hot at some point, uh, when Dansby Swanson hit that homer, I thought, oh, the Braves are winning the World Series. <laughs> like, like, it really felt like that moment in that. So if they win, we will be taping on Tuesday. If they lose, we'll be taping on Monday because the game will be that night. Uh, but uh, uh, real quick before we go, um, noon start for 
Uh, we'll talk about that a little this week. We have noon start from Missouri, which is a little bit of a bummer. But yeah, Auburn, Auburn screws up everything. Yeah, they always do. They always do. And so that'll be noon on. Uh, uh, but now, do I have, now that I have you? Do I have a prediction for Tennessee, which they'll also be announcing on Monday? Um. Yeah, I have. Yeah, I, I, sh- I should have been prepared for this. Give me one second. This is a uh, fantastic. Um, this is fantastic podcasting. I'm sorry. Um, I, I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to, no, I, I didn't right, even but... think about it. Will just because I was, I was so focused on getting back to the house. Um, I will say that, uh, we had a fantastic time tailgating. As always, thank you to Robert for hosting us at Georgia, Florida. Yeah, How was it? Uh, how was it out there? Sorry. I forgot to ask. It was that. fantastic. Was... It's fantastic. It was a, it, it, it felt like old times. I mean, it really did. I mean, we had, um, the standard, the standard big crew there for, um, standard big crew there. It was, um, it was a full on George Florida game. Uh, and it was, it was, it was kind of, it was kind of awesome. I'll be, I'll be perfectly honest. I, I had the chance to walk by. I, um, security had to keep me out about kick the coverage. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah look it packed. was, look packed. it was, uh, extraordinarily packed. I, I will have to say, and I, I don't mean to turn this into a, a, a um, a clay bashing session, but, uh, I don't know if you've seen the bus, but he's got his head on some jacked dude with tattoos of all the sec teams. And it's, it is as ridiculous as I described. Um, I, you know, looking just a, a quick blush, I, I would, I would say we're 50, 50. Um, it, it probably depends what happens with, uh, Texas A&M. uh, right now, Texas A&M and Ole Miss looks like the game they're probably going to throw in there. Uh, but I guess if Auburn, it could be Auburn, Mississippi state. So I, I feel like we're going to be in, uh, an sec game. Uh, I don't. Evening, I guess. I don't know. Probably do. I mean, not, not, I mean, ESPN game, not SEC. Yeah. Yeah. Just because uh, the New Mexico State, um, it, yeah, there's some there's some crap games in there too. So, all right, uh, all right. Well, we will we're gonna, we'll be back here on Monday. Enjoy the Braves game, everyone. Uh, we'll find out whether the, the Braves uh, win they uh, win the World Series for the first time since 1995, or if uh, everyone's sweating that out still. I feel like there's a. I feel like they're gonna win now, but uh, it'd be fun to see them sweat a little more. I will. Yeah, it will not be fun at all to see. I know it'd be fun for me. (laughs) Um, It was a great atmosphere. I would say it was really, really. uh, I was, uh, I've been skeptical of the location of Truist Park, but not of the park itself. And it was loud and hopping, and and the battery has turned into what I would imagine the developers of the battery um, uh, dreamed it would be. That place is packed, and people are hopping and. Oh, having a good time. And a lot of people were watching that uh, Georgia Florida game yesterday, as you would expect they would. Um, all right. Uh, we will be back. We're going to tape uh, again. If the, if the Braves win, we'll be taping Monday night. If the Tuesday night, if they lose, we'll be taking Monday night. Happy Halloween. And congratulations to uh, the, the SEC East champion, Georgia Bulldogs. Uh, they have met all their goals this year. They've won the SEC East and now everything else is gravy. Right? Right? Yes, yeah. sign me up. All right, uh, be safe. Uh, we'll talk uh, Monday or Tuesday, Tony. Thanks. All right, sounds good. And hey, go dogs. Go dogs. And thanks so much for listening. We'll have our Georgia versus Missouri podcast preview show out on Tuesday. So if you have any questions, comments, etc., you can always tweet our show at WSLS Podcast. We'll see you on campus this Saturday for the Dogs versus the Tigers. It's the third time this year it's been Dogs versus the Tigers, but I digress. So we'll say two things on the end of this episode. Go dogs and go Braves. <laughs>